Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcoming you to our latest podcast. In this segment, we actually have a special guest scheduled to arrive. I've invited Paul McCarthy, who's about to go on his American tour, to come join us and tell us about his new album and uh, what's been happening over the last uh, 40 years. And uh, as you know, the Beatles came to this country about 1963. I went to the Ellen Sullivan Show the week before they came. I uh, got booted off the week they were supposed to come because... They wanted screaming girls, not screaming guys, uh, at the show. Anyway, so uh, Paul's also released a new album. Um, when he toured a couple of years ago, I did see him. Uh, uh, it was actually a terrific concert, three hours. Um, uh, if you go to the concert in Washington and you look in the first row, you'll see Bruce Urban, who used to be a radiologist at Hopkins. He saves up all his money then spends it on first row tickets to see Paul McCarthy. But that's another matter. Um, Paul should be here any second. We told him to be here about four o'clock our time uh but uh, ho- hopefully he didn't make a mistake in like it's four o'clock england time or something like that and i don't know what four o'clock in england is but it's somewhere between five hours before us and five hours after us so he may be here within the next 10 hours but uh we'll see as soon as he gets here we'll just uh, start speaking to him um in in terms of what else is happening um i i thought um i would address one of the questions that people have had to us about workflow and working with referring clinicians in the, in the f- terms of CT and geography. And one of the things I think I've mentioned before, or surely I've mentioned in some of my talks or in person, is that one of the big changes I've seen in terms of our practice is that clinicians no longer want to see the axial images, but they want to see the volume images. And I, and I think that indeed is a major trend that we're seeing, that clinicians truly understand that things look better in 3D volumes. John Cameron, who was professor, who's professor of surgery at Hopkins and was chairman who's done a thousand Whipple's procedures, has more experience than anybody in the world, has told me that in 3D you see things that you don't see at surgery because at surgery the field has blood, visualization is limited. On the 3D, it's the perfect visualization. And we have the same uh, thing with our vascular surgeons. We do lots of CT angios for aorta, for endovascular stem placement. We're doing a lot of runoff studies now. We're doing a lot of complicated studies in patients who have cold legs or have symptoms suggesting some vascular uh, process. And what the clinicians want to do is basically come down and look simply at the 3D renderings. And that's not a surprise because that's what clinicians did Forever, when it came to angiography, they would come down, look at the classic catheter angio, decide what type of surgery, if any, needed to be done, if there was going to be a graft placed, was it a fem fem or was it a uh, fem popliteal, what exactly needed to be done. And that was something that's only addressed in the entirety, not looking at slices. What we've also found that at Hopkins is the clinicians not only want to see the images, but are actually really into doing them. And there's no doubt that that's something you're going to see a lot of as uh, workstations become uh, more ubiquitous and as PAC systems have workstation capability, it's easy to recognize that the clinicians will be doing a lot of the post-processing on their own and not that it's so much post-processing as it's visualization. It's the way they want to look at information. So we've embraced that. They come down, they look at it, we discuss it with them. It's interactive, but it also provides, I think, a very strong service. Again, the key thing for the audience to remember is that the clinicians will demand this technology whether you want to do it or not. And so if you're in an institution that's not doing a lot of CTA, the clinicians will want it, 
and they will do it themselves if you don't do it. So my recommendation to the 80% of people who aren't doing CTA, despite the fact that they have a 16 or 64 slice scanner, is get over it. Move on. Learn how to do it. Get trained. Get psyched. And just do it. Uh, there's no better time than now. In saying that, uh, critical things that have made our life a whole lot easier include special editing tools. In terms of clinicians, they don't want to be messing around with different planes and perspectives and learning the ins and outs of, of volume rendering and MIP and all that kind of nonsense. They love the auto bone removal. So we've been doing a, a lot of auto bone removal because particularly for runoff studies, there's no issue. You're not worrying about the right plane or perspective of getting confused between right and left. You simply remove all the bone automatically, and there you're left with the vessels and the stenosis. And whether you look at it in MIP or volume rendering or both, you have the information that you need. And so I think a very important part of this migration to this enterprise-type use of 3D imaging really is software development. And uh, we've always been very big on looking at software and software development, recognizing that in most situations, hardware leads the way by 12 to 18 months, and software tends to follow. Of course, this makes sense, because why develop software for an application that doesn't exist? That, of course, is not very cost-effective, and it's just not going to happen. So once you get a new scanner, like a 64 slice, and you see its capabilities, and you say, I wish I could do this, then the software developers tend to come in and try to fill that gap and uh, let you do uh, what it is you want to do. So I think that's a very big trend, and that's something I think that is exciting. Again, there's the concerns of radiology about uh, being able to control the enterprise, and again, it's a challenge, but I think working with our referring clinicians and having the expertise to help them and help guide them, we'll keep the turf uh, within radiology and we will not lose it. You will lose it surely if you don't do it and you will lose it surely if you do it poorly. So that's just a word to the wise. Um, let's see what else I can talk about. Well, I guess I can talk about the hurricane. Uh, where I think my last podcast mentioned hurricanes. In the U.S. now, it's like a nightmare every time there's another hurricane. This hurricane, it's Friday afternoon when I'm giving this talk, and, you know, Rita, the latest hurricane, is slowing down a bit, which is great, and it's due to uh, maybe miss some of the big centers in Houston. And uh, it was kind of weird because we ran a meeting with GE last week in Houston. So uh, it's amazing what a week t uh, changes things. Last week, the only complaint was it was too hot and too humid. Uh, those are very small complaints compared to what's going on there now. So with that... I still don't see Paul McCarthy. So let me just tell you a, a few tidbits of uh, Paul McCarthy. Um, well, I don't know too many tidbits, but what I do remember is when you look at the Beatles in those 63, 64 photos when they were like, you know, radicals, if you notice, even on the Ed Sullivan Show, they always wore suits, they always wore white shirts, they always wore ties, and I haven't had hair that short since 1966 myself. So it's, it's somewhat amazing. But anyway, let me say goodbye, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks a lot.